Get fired up for another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. With filthy mouths and bad attitudes. Featuring Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Also featuring Parker. Yes, there's no two ways about it. He's super white. And our special guest, Alex. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. Entire production supervised by Bigfoot. Now, let's join the boys for their latest episode. Happy Pride Month, everyone. We watched a movie by J.K. Rowling. Uh, one of the things I picked, yeah, one of the things I picked up on for this movie is that there are two credits that appear. Uh, first one says "based on a screenplay by J.K. Rowling," and I thought to myself, "Yeah, that makes sense." And then it says "screenplay screenplay by J.K. Rowling," and I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, checks out." I, I know. <laughs> it's just so it's based on the first one. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, as a resident. Uh, inbred hillbilly who doesn't read books without pictures in them even i know uh books aren't movies probably probably shouldn't have her write them but oh what do i know yeah turns out it's a very different art and uh yeah having just what? endless flashbacks and scenes that go nowhere do not translate to film and why would you have a british person write a screenplay that's like, like <laughs> hollywood couldn't be further away on earth from britain dude like what are we doing like of course they fucking suck ass at it <laughs> yeah well before we get into this film do we have any news non-political times call for non-political movies chris <laughs> uh, joker 2 joker colon foil ducks sorry i don't speak french coming at you soon with a friend of the show, Todd Phillips, returning. Todd Phillips, of course, one of Chris's favorite directors. Loves his whole filmography. Will not speak against it, because if he does, he knows exactly what's coming to him next season. <laughs> he, he's definitely seen them all, right, Parker? Yeah. Yeah, he would otherwise. have to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, otherwise. Hey, what do they do in the third Hangover movie? Where do they go? Uh, uh, they go to uh, a, a party destination. You, If you don't already know, maybe you weren't cool enough to be in uh, Of course they go to Ram yeah. Ranch, Parker. Come yeah. on. <laughs> I'm so sorry. My apologies. So, Please tell me that why there's not the real subtitle. That's just like something that the internet made up. I hope it's, it's not real. what it has on the picture, buddy. Well, the picture he took of the screenplay. <laughs> All right. See, that's you the just thing. See is, that, like, you're like, man, fuck this. <laughs> that's the thing, reaction. dude. It's like the other Alex Exeby. She was like, so. Are you excited? And I was like, no, but I, like I'm mildly optimistic. I thought the first one was very well done, and as long as Todd Phillips is returning as both director and writer, I'm in. This should be pretty good. And then I see that subtitle, I'm like, uh oh. Mm, <laughs> so, well, uh, <laughs> also in the world of apolitical filmmaking news, uh, it appears that another movie that us and only us will watch has uh, also taken a turn for the non-political. And that is, of course, Aquaman 2, which is digitally editing out Amber Heard. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I didn't see that. Are you serious? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm dead serious, dude. That owns. Dude, this is... Okay. <laughs> so, are we taking our bets now? Are they going to replace her with Tig Notaro? They have to, right? <laughs> 
Just like, but not in a wig or anything. Just her wearing the same <laughs> yeah. shit Army of the Dead. Just wearing like yeah. helicopter flyer. <laughs> yeah, it has hey. to be. If- <laughs> I've been I've been trying to think about who the funniest person to CGI in over Amber Heard in this movie would be, and all I've Stay really away. come up with is Mako Tsunami. But <laughs> <laughs> it really sucks that the funniest answer is Johnny Depp. Because it's a real you played yourself situation. Because <laughs> like, it'd be really funny for like a scene, and then you're like, fuck, this is going to be three hours long, isn't it? I can't watch this. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, And yet we will. I did of not course. know that that was actually happening, but I, I guess I should have Watching you don't have to. Right. How do you feel yeah. about the fact that watching all the men in theaters was like one of the first real tests you had in your relationship with your girlfriend? Oh, I... <laughs> trust me. I, it comes up regularly. Can you give me a ride? I didn't, get any, I didn't get any sleep last night. Hey, we're out of time. Maybe watch Aquaman in theaters. Like, all right, give me okay, the keys, I, I guess. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. I don't need shoes. Well, uh, thanks that for that. Is how that. did I not know that? That's a great question. Uh, my short of the week is everyone I know who didn't text me that information. My support group has let me down. Oh, I can't believe you've done this. I have uh, two jerks of the week. One is whoever is manning the call center at Verizon. Not because, like, okay, so, like, my internet went down last night. It was it was kind of a nuisance to push this recording back a day. That's not necessarily a big deal because there's an edge in the area. Nothing I can do, nothing they can do, whatever. And they they said, hey, would you like us to give you a call when, when the uh, Wi-Fi is restored? I said, okay, sure, that sounds good. The Wi-Fi was restored at 4 a.m. I did not receive a call, but I didn't mind because I don't care about the call. I want my Wi-Fi back. I'm like, okay, this is good. Done. While I'm trying to sleep today, because I worked during the night, while I'm trying to sleep today, I got six different calls, (laughs) like 10 minutes apart, just automatically like and i i recognize the number when i was like and it says your wi-fi has been restored by verizon and i'm like oh and i turn it off five more times these people call me i have no idea what the fuck they were doing this for it was a hellish hellish sleep i got i gotta i gotta ask why the fuck is your ringer on when you're sleeping no, my ringer was... I, I don't know. I, I don't think my ringer was... Was it not on, like, silent, silent? Because, like, I'm married and also have, like, a parent who's in ill health, and I'm still not turning that shit on silent. Like, Oh, I, I, n- I never go silent, silent like, when I'm sleeping just because of the nature of my job. If they need me at the drop of a hat, I gotta... I gotta be available for that. So you're not Ag-G-A-G. a nurse on call, my man. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, but like, oh no, the boomers are gonna have to watch more reruns instead. It's it's important. I try to save my job. Anyway, like, also, I get, I don't know, I get kind of apprehensive about missing stuff. And then that happened. I was very close to blocking that number. I the only reason I didn't block that number is because I was too tired to look at my phone. <laughs> I, I was just doing the, the whole curl up with a pillow thing. <laughs> So that's three hours of sleep last night. Doing great. Uh, and my other jerk of the week is Matthew Iglesias, who I believe is a journalist. You can find him on Twitter. Uh, oh, he's the guy who talks about being fluffy. Yeah, I love him. I want to <laughs> make something abundantly clear. I want to make something abundantly clear. 
I do not follow Matthew Iglesias, but everyone else I follow seems to like like him or retweet him into my timeline. And oh no, everybody time, fucking hate follows that guy. That dude single, is like the Skip Bayless of politics. Every single time I see him, I'm just like, why did Alex change his profile picture to a picture of himself? Oh, wait. Was, <laughs> so, <laughs> Dude, you, you joke, but there's like a fucking picture he posted a while back of like him in like a Halloween costume that looks exactly like me in high school, and it actually like really bothered me when I saw it. Yeah, I, dude, every single time I see him, I'm like, what the fuck? Anyway, uh, Alex, I guess who's your jerk of the week? <laughs> All right, so uh, I'm gonna leave this up to you. I'm gonna uh, tell you guys a little story and give you guys some candidates, and uh, let you pick at the end whether the my jerk of the week should be number one, number two, or number three. Okay. Oh god. Also, this is gonna right end up being like going too. left or right in the pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so candidate number one, the Yoda bot guy alt slipped and retweeted Muller. She wrote. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that that takes me back. Holy shit. <laughs> I didn't Great know that, that guy was still active. So. Uh, yeah, oh, right. I, that's I a, it's it, a podcast thing. Oh, never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The lady just yeah. got, like, outed, like, a week ago. Yeah. For, like, yeah. Taking, like, a huge paycheck protection plan loan or something. I don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Anyway, so the Yoda guy retweets that account. Like, I guess accidentally logged into the bot account somehow. Yeah. So naturally, as I do, I send this to the one person that's not on our discord that loves the stupid yoda bot as much as i do who is a the biggest star wars fan i know and b a huge dumbass third world malice who everybody makes fun of is this so, Rupert's uh, child if only <laughs> if only dude. <laughs> so anyway like you know i post this and naturally we start doing riffs of you know like fucking you know like msnbc talking points in the yoda voice and then he does one, and this is candidate number two. He does one in the voice of Thrawn. And I'm, of course, like, bro, what the fuck is Thrawn? Like, what yeah, are you talking is, about? Yeah. He's like, oh, well, you know, he was this character. He was in the books. And then he wasn't canon, but he was, like, so cool. But, like, they brought him back. And, you know, like, I guess he's, like, important to Star Wars now or some shit. To which candidate number three, myself, says oh, you mean like Christian Grey with the Twilight books and then changed my name to Thrawn the Hedgehog. Yeah. Uh, what is, no, How uh, dare okay. you? I gotta go. <laughs> I have an Jerk option for myself here. for going, yeah, obviously Thrawn. Like, yeah, he wasn't canon, but now he is. If you watch Star Wars Rebels, obviously. <laughs> Why the fuck would I watch that? I, I did. I gotta, I gotta I mean, go with your uh, friend here. Yeah, just, for saying, uh, just, just, just for saying, just for trying to be like, like hey, it's the thing we all know. Thrawn voice asterisk. <laughs> oh, you're dropping a reference to a character who is in a cartoon for babies and books. Fuck yeah. that guy. <laughs> I mean, as soon as you start referencing the Star Wars books, you know you're too deep into this. The thing is, like, like I'm just offended that somebody would think that I know who Thrawn is. Parker, right, would you yeah, ever in exactly. a million years expect me to know who Thrawn is? No, yeah. I know who Thrawn is. I want to <laughs> shove this dude in a locker just on principle. And look at me. Like, I'm the biggest loser I know, and I still have the urge to just dump his books out of his hand. <laughs> Alright, well, I'm glad we got a ruling on that one. I'm yeah, glad we agree right. that, uh... But uh, he has topped the Yoda bot guy for retweeting Muller. She wrote. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess let's move on to what we watched recently. But first, a stranger enters. My dad. Uh, he he mentioned that he's been watching something, something he uh, actually uh, enjoys. I'm like, oh, what is this? 
He is trying to cross concrete. (laughs) (laughs) He tried to. He he tried very hard to convince me to watch season three, episode one of a TV show called The Boys. And uh, I I just restarted The Boys. That owns that your dad watches it because man, (laughs) he doesn't just watch it; he loves it. He thinks it's a wonderful TV show. I want to talk to your dad about The Boys so badly, dude. The show rips. Oh, you should see the look at my face when I made fun of him for watching Fox Machina and said that he plays Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny because uh, like I know where you're going with this. I know specifically what scene you're talking about. Same. And uh, before yeah, before yeah. you say it, I just want to say that like I know so many people that have been trying to get me to watch The Boys, and every time they're like, "No, no, no!" It's absolutely nothing like the Extreme Edge Lord Reddit comic. It's totally not that bad. Now, Chris, continue. Okay, well, uh, it's the exact scene that you guys are thinking of. So, <laughs> I, I don't know if I need I to describe started. it, but my dad, my dad described it to me very loudly at Kajinis. So that always, I love that. <laughs> Apparently, they made like a thirty-foot-long hog to like scale this scene up. So yeah, you know, he was uh, like, even if you don't like comics, impressed. you gotta respect it. Make it oh, a yeah, giant thirty-foot-tall <laughs> hog. Pull that off. I'm only like do. four or five episodes yeah. in, but it's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I ne- material. Yeah, I've never seen it, but uh, everyone tells me it's like really, really good. Is this this is I, in uh this is anime? This is live action, I guess. This yeah. is live action. Yeah, but okay. like, so Chris, I know you're a guy that likes to read the source material for things. Don't do oh, it. Well, well, no, or do it and form your opinion before you watch an episode because uh, I guess it would that's... contrast with uh with you. I guess. It's like I don't know what like the the equivalent is in like other forms of media, but like in my brain, it's like the House of Leaves of like fucking graphic novels or whatever. Like yeah. it's just something that like if you mention like that you like it, everyone immediately knows what kind of person you are. Like oh, you know, what I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, familiar with but, uh, Garth Ennis, and that dude is the most tryhard, annoying motherfucker. I read like in three issues of Preacher, and I was like. I'm sure people thought this was cool in the 90s, but Jesus Christ, this is so embarrassing. And uh, that's why I hear about the boys' comic, because it's the exact same thing. I'm like, oh it's... yeah, what if Superman was a fucking bad guy? Like, uh, I got it, man. Dude, it's, so it's, it's just like... Watchmen, right? No, it's like if Control-Alt-Delete were played straight. Like, it's so oh. bad. Yeah, his comics are super embarrassing. I, I haven't read many of them, because I just tap out, because life is too short. We don't do a comics podcast, I don't have to put myself through that. Yeah, uh, I've enjoyed what I've watched so far. All the performances are good. Carl yeah. Urban's good at all things. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know Carl. Well, okay, hey, you know what? Maybe he's I'll one of the leads. He's real good. It's all pretty right. solid. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to what I watched. I watched uh, a movie from the list that I liked. Uh, this is this is part of me uh, becoming more and more. <laughs> all right, uh, we're up to eight. Good yeah. Nineteen seventeen. <laughs> silent film from Quebec. <laughs> <laughs> this one is called The Frighteners. Now, oh, yeah, I dude. mentioned, I think it was it last week or two weeks ago, I mentioned uh, Sam Raimi directed a movie under the pseudonym Martin Scorsese called uh, Cape Fear. Well, this year, for, uh, what was this, 1996, he decided that he would direct a movie under the pseudonym Peter Jackson and see how people liked it. And people did. The Frighteners is actually really cool. The Frighteners is... Uh, what is it? It's the guy from um, it's it's uh, Michael J. Fox is in it, and he's like a paranormal investigator sort of guy. He gets a ghost out of your house, 
and except he's for real. He can actually like see ghosts. And his he has like two little ghost buddies who are helping out. He's really just like scamming people. He's just like creating all these uh, horrors in their houses and then getting rid of the ghosts. And they just kind of like leave and they go on to the next town and pull the same scam. It's kind of like uh, a different way of like what if Beetle just was like scamming people to make money sort of thing. Uh, and then something goes wrong in this scam, and uh, it's one of those very rare horror comedies that's actually very funny, and as far as, like, scares go, it's, it's always tough to scare people with a movie, because you could just, like, turn it off. It's kind of like the Tyler, the Creator thing with cyberbullying, just close your eyes. <laughs> but this one actually works. I actually was uh, very happy about it. I still, the more Peter Jackson stuff I watch, the more I go, I still don't know how I got Lord of the Rings besides just going in there and going, oh, come on, please. And they're like, all right, fine, go ahead. I guess didn't, it like, out. didn't New Zealand pay for like half of that first movie or something? Like, wasn't I, that the whole reason that he got it? Because he's like I, their I, favorite son and they have a gorillion dollars to spend on tourism. Well, the thing is like, my brother and my dad are like hardcore Lord of the Rings fans and they've been reading up all the research that even I won't go into and apparently all anyone can find out is he was the most passionate guy he was the one who really wanted the job and everyone else is just like no nah, I don't really feel like it so <laughs> I guess that's all it takes in Hollywood just say no nah, come on let me do it and uh Look, there you I go. would love to be a director but if you told me to film all three of those movies at once that is a commitment that I would never yeah. put myself through. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Very fair. Very fair. Also, All if right. you fuck it up, everyone will hate you forever. Yeah. All right. Next one I watched is a little movie called Liar Liar. This one's starring Jim Carrey. And I watched this because it almost feels like a trifecta of movies that I didn't watch growing up. It's a kindergarten cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Everyone's nostalgic for it. I never saw it. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire with Robin Williams, everyone's nostalgic for it, I never saw it. And Liar Liar, Jim Carrey, everyone's nostalgic for it, never saw it. And uh, I don't know, I, I remember, Alex, you said that you felt that Robin Williams was rather tedious. How do you feel about Jim Carrey? And Parker, you too, how do you feel about him? Well, I feel like Parker should go first, because he's going to say the nice things. I will not revisit those movies I loved growing up. <laughs> I know how, I can't imagine watching like Ace Ventura or anything like that now. They were regulars in my house. I will never, ever, ever go back unless one of you assigns me Dumb and Dumber 2, which I hope oh, you were my whoa. friends and would never do oh. that. Dude, but I don't yeah, think I would I, do that to you. Like, I saw Liar Liar in theaters as a kid. No desire really? to ever go back. I cannot imagine. Wow. Oh, Jim Seven Carrey was. Watching that movie. Jim Carrey and Mike Myers. I know, he was on top in, at that in time. my family. Alex, please go ahead with uh, Jim Carrey. Yeah, so I feel like, I don't know how accurate this is in general, but I feel like in my experience, the people that I knew, like, when you were a kid, there was, like, one Comedy Guys movies that you just rented a lot, and for us, it was not Jim Carrey. So, like, I saw all of these movies later in life, other than I think I saw Ace Ventura when I was a kid, and I think I saw Parts of the Mask, although it probably made me cry. Um... It's fair. And like, a scary. So, like, by the time I was exposed to Jim Carrey, I'm like, oh, this is, like, an annoying actor for babies. And then, like, I got older, and I found out that, like, people thought that he was, like, a real funny guy. It's like, I, I think... I, I wouldn't go to this extreme, necessarily, but, like, I kind of think I feel about Jim Carrey the way that Chris feels about Steve Martin. Where oh. it's just like, <laughs> I know people think this is funny, but I don't fucking get it. Like, yeah. it's just, he just makes crazy faces and says things an eight-year-old would say, and, like, I don't know why that's funny, but I digress. Uh, anyway. Well, for me, uh, I did like Jim Carrey. I, I think I rented <laughs> The Mask from John's video more than any other movie growing up. I really liked that one. 
And uh, <clears throat> but I didn't see Liar Liar, and I, I'm not really sure why. I, I can tell this is definitely a PG-13, because there's a lot of sex in this movie, so uh, that wasn't going on in my household. Uh, it's not going on in my household now. Yeah, it was an uncomfortable but, uh, uh, theatrical experience. Why do you yeah, ask, my I man? Bet. <laughs> Especially <laughs> yeah. as a 70-year-old, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that maybe it's my experience, because I also watched, um, uh, what was it called, uh, Ace Ventura growing up, and I really liked it. I think, and I uh, thought back then, that Jim Carrey was extremely talented, very, very funny, uh, very, very fast, very quick-witted, and yet he, when he's bad, he is god-awful. I mean, Dumb and Dumber 2 is one of the most humiliating experiences that I've ever had to sit through. And, you watched uh, that? Oh, did I not tell you my Dumb and Dumber 2 story? I thought I've told you this like 60 times. Dude, okay, so let me... This is actually a good story. My brain doesn't so, work. You have to understand. No, th no, this one... I, oh, this is a good story. Okay, so cast your mind back. I'm in South Korea, and uh, we went out to a sushi buffet, the all-you-can-eat sushi buffet. I set a record for most sushi consumed in one sitting in Suwon. It's since been surpassed twice, but uh, I was on it for that night. And then we're like, oh, let's go watch... Uh, uh, Big Hero 6 in theaters and I'm like yeah hell yeah let's go watch it and I'm like hey this movie's alright as we start getting home on the subway I start feeling terrible and it wasn't the sushi it turns out I caught like a major flu 24 hour but I don't know what it was but I was feeling just terrible I was on the heated floor just kind of shaking and my girlfriend comes up and she's just like what what is going on with you, Where do you how are you not awake right now I'm like it's 8am and I'm tired and she's like we were supposed to go out with our co-teacher we, we get on this train to go to like this snow sculpture thing or something like that we, I really did not want to go I was just feeling awful so feeling sick as a dog and I uh, they're like, oh, it's a wine train. Would they have all this free wine they've given? I'm like, oh, great. Anyway, uh, suffer <laughs> through that. Nothing stops the wine train. No, nothing stops. It gets worse, dude. Okay, so we get out there, and I'm actually feeling all right. I'm feeling, like, a little bit better, you know. And uh, we get out into, so as soon as I step off the, the train, I start feeling, like, so much worse. The cold hits. I'm feeling terrible. I'm just sort of, like, barely walking. We get back onto the train, and she's, like, helping me walk and clearly not having the best time of her life. Uh and we, she sits me down, and I'm just, like, hoping I can survive the trip home. And then I hear them say, uh, in Korean, all right, this is now no longer a wine train. I'm like, oh, my God, this is now a cinema train. Immediately, I start feeling good, and like, oh, uh, excuse me, straighten my tie. It's like my hair back. What kind of movie? Now, because everyone else on the train loved these two Americans, they're just like, let's let the Americans pick. I'm like, hell yeah, all right, let's go. And they start reading out three different movies. The first one is uh, blah, 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 something in Korean I didn't recognize. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Second one, blah, 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 something in Korean I didn't recognize. I'm like, I, I don't know, what is it? Blah, 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 blah. Jim Carrey comedy. I'm like, oh, all right. I know what that is. What, what could possibly go wrong? It was Dumb and Dumber 2. Uh, one of the opening scenes is Jim Carrey forcefully yanking a catheter out of uh, Jeff Daniels' uh, dickhole. And uh, you see it, and there's kids on the stream. So Good work, buddy. It was, I, by the you end of it, no one spoke to us vacation. when we got off the train. I did. It was so fucking embarrassing. Chris, <laughs> I felt awful. Chris, I have an important question before we move on from this story. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Did the sushi restaurant put your picture on the wall until it was beaten? No, but they had me sign my name, which is weird, because you see all this hangul and stuff, and at the very top is my name, very shittily written, Christopher Dangerfield. <laughs> That's where you take the opportunity in a foreign country to just write, like, Tim Pussy. <laughs> I was really thinking about throwing down the Dixie Normus thing, but, you know. Uh, Joanna wouldn't let me. Anyway, uh, back to Liar Liar, <laughs> I guess. No, uh, the, oh, the other thing about Jim Carrey when he's oh. bad is... 
Jim Carrey's early stand-up, you can actually find it on YouTube. I think it's something that, like, everyone knows. He's wearing, like, that blue kind of shirt or whatever like that. He's really energetic. He's all over the place. That stand-up is awful. I mean, none of that works. It is just terrible stand-up. People are going crazy for it. So I will admit, I feel like the asshole when I watch that. But I think he's, I thought he was really good on In Living Color. He was fantastic on there. He led to a lot of scenes. That is correct. Yeah. I, that, that's a show that I watched a lot growing up. And that's, right. like, where my positive feelings towards him come. But, like, they never trans translated to like let's watch the cable guy you know really because i i happen to love the cable guy i think that one's really well done but not necessarily not just because of him i think that's also a well-constructed movie anyway his best movie is obviously the number 23 but in liar liar i gotta tell you i was really enjoying the movie right up until the part where he couldn't lie anymore <laughs> once that happened i wasn't having fun because it really turned into what alex said is he's just making stupid faces and like kind of gargling like a five-year-old and I get it. I understand why he's doing that. And I understand why you put him in this role instead of someone else. But my God, this would have been so much better with Robin Williams. Uh, and I know that doesn't sound like a movie Alex would want to watch either. But uh, correct. I got I to gotta tell you, I, I just didn't feel like it was that good. I can't believe it. But Carrie Elwes was funnier than Jim Carrey in this. When he does like the fake version of The Claw, which, by the way, I invented copyright Chris Field. When he goes, oh, it's The Claw. It's going to get you. Apparently, st- people still go up to Carrie Elwes and do that in public. So, uh, hey, kids, the price of celebrity. I, I don't know. I guess Liar Liar. Liar Liar is also one of those movies, kind of like Mrs. Doubtfire, where it has a relatively positive portrayal of divorce. But I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this one works at all. I, I think that Mrs. Doubtfire is a lot better. Sorry, Parker. I think you want to say something. I have two takeaways that I remember from Liar Liar. Uh, one is being young and seeing mm-hmm. Jennifer Tilly for the first time and that doing things oh, yeah. to my psyche. <laughs> The second is the outtakes for this that play over the credits. I just remember like the the most forced crew laughter you've ever heard in your life. Like everyone is dying of hysterics off camera. You're like, ain't that fucking funny, man? What what is this filming environment where everyone's going ape shit for everything he says? I guess maybe I, I'm the one to disagree there. I actually thought that was my favorite part of the movie. I thought the movie should have been nothing but bloopers. Because I thought the bloopers were better than the real thing in the movie. Uh, I don't know. I, I laughed at it. You're not so. wrong. Uh, I guess I'm an easy one to get. But uh, you know what? Bring back bloopers. We need more bloopers in movies. All right. Next one is I got a steel book. My second ever steel book. I'm way behind Parker. I got rookie numbers. Got to pump them up. Uh, I rewatched Perfect Blue, which is one of my favorite movies. And uh, this one, this deal becomes with a lecture series by Satoshi Kon, the director, who is one of the best directors who ever lived. Uh, just a string of hits, no misses. And uh, there are some very interesting moments in this lecture series. He talks about the amount of control that he has over this film. That uh, when you know, it's a live action, let's say you're shooting something, it's kind of a low angle. You can see the sky, you can see the clouds in the background. You can't really control the clouds. I guess you can now with CGI, but back in 1997, you couldn't. When you're drawing it, you have to draw everything. you got to draw the shape of the cloud so everything matters. Every single scene is in there for a reason. Including the uh, the soap opera nightclub scene, <laughs> which is uh, rather controversial. Is. And he addresses this. Uh, he says, I went too far. Uh, this was a little bit too strong. And uh, Well, he's right the, about that. Yeah, the reason that... He, he also explains why he put it in. He says, this was not originally intended to go to movie theaters. This was supposed to be an OVA. And uh, this makes it one of those... So he says that he's in a movie theater watching it, and this scene comes on, and he was just like, oh, geez, I'm, I'm 
know about that. So that's got to be kind of embarrassing. Uh, one of the other reasons you can tell this is an OVA is uh, the fact that in the first, I don't know, 20 minutes or so, she has a TV on and you can hear them talking about a Hellquake. So <laughs> I guess it fits into the oeuvre. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you can also tell it was supposed to be an OVA because the color is like sort of washed out. They didn't have all the money for like a really good color or, or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I really, really loved rewatching this. I think it still holds up. It's uh, one of those movies that I'm always going to like think about. Also, like the by the way, the home screen or whatever for the Blu-ray is one of the most terrifying fucking things I've ever seen in my life. And maybe it was just me because putting it on, but like I had the lights off and it was just like turning it on so it's nothing but this this picture of the lead uh girl in the movie with this really creepy music in the background uh, speaking of music the only thing i didn't like very much about perfect blue the first time i watched it is i thought the ending was way too happy and saccharine i was like ah, it didn't, doesn't really work it's just she just went through this really traumatic experience and all of a sudden it's just like yeah now she's a happy actress and she's not insane anymore well goodbye and then the end credits music plays and he says well the ending has been interpreted very differently by very many different people. Even the presenter is like, I thought it was very, very scary, actually, because you don't know if she's telling the truth. You, She could be a very insane person. And when she says, I'll never see her again, she could just be talking about her producer. And she's just, she's still insane. This is a creepy person who may be responsible for more death than was actually shown in this movie. And then the end credits music plays. <laughs> really makes you think, huh? It, 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 fucking, it sounds like fucking Full House. Japan is so fucking cool, too. Yeah. Anyway, I, I do still love uh, Perfect Blue. Uh, it's it's definitely one of those best movies of Satoshi Kon's that shows uh, the blurring of reality and fantasy. So I I enjoyed that a bit. Uh, what else did I watch? I watched more shit. Uh, oh yeah, Shakespeare in Love. So, Shakespeare in Love is mostly well known for beating out uh, Saving Private Ryan for Best Picture at the Academy Awards in 1998. And a lot of people were very, very angry about this because, damn it, Saving Private Ryan is better and it needs a shiny gold statue to solidify that. Uh, look, Saving Private Ryan's a pretty decent movie. Shakespeare in Love is a pretty decent movie, too. I don't see why we have to set these against each other. Look, I uh, think one of those movies is clearly better than the other, and the better one is Shakespeare in Love. I'm just gonna say it. I don't care. I Fuck them. Everybody I, in the 90s was wrong. Saving Private Ryan sucks, dude. Right, okay. Movie doesn't work. Alright, I'm sorry. Well, uh, Shakespeare in Love, uh, which I have seen more recently than Saving Private. I haven't seen Saving Private Ryan way too. I think that was uh, look, when, when you watch it movie. again. I'm I'm ready for this conversation. Okay, this is, right, this is like yeah. this is like I'm, a movie that I don't like that I think if more people rewatch, they wouldn't like, but nobody but, wants to go back, which is fine. It's a yeah, it's a possibility. Uh, Shakespeare in Love, I really enjoyed it. I thought this was very well done, and I'm gonna set aside. I do have some bias in this. I really love Shakespeare. Like, I love almost every single thing that Shakespeare wrote. Uh, I I feel like a lot of his stuff, it almost feels... Uh, not organic, almost biological. It almost feels like a living thing because throughout all of history, throughout all of our changing cultures and standards and mores and everything... Shakespeare's work still stands. It still works today. And I think there's something really cool about that. Watching this, Ben Affleck is in this movie, like really briefly, and apparently he just wanted to be in the movie so he could keep an eye on Gwyneth Paltrow. And 
he's one of the best parts of this movie. He's so good at delivering these lines. This guy's like a really good actor in Shakespeare in Love, which no one would have suspected because everyone in this movie is extremely British. Jeffrey Rush, who I think is using the same set of teeth that he used for Pirates of the Caribbean, which is... (laughs) (laughs) I think that's just how British people's mouths look, I was was gonna say, it's just like... That goes a step beyond, though. <laughs> and everyone, the way they're talking about this movie, I think this is where it really settled down for me, is the difference between American English and British English is the way we say the word dog versus how they say the word dog. It, it, that's like, it just solidifies <laughs> it right there, that one for me. Uh, I really like Judy Dench, but I'm not sure if I like Judy Dench in this movie or if I just liked her character. I thought her character was very, very strong. And I think that's the reason that she was able to win the Academy Award for this, especially that ending. Uh, if you guys haven't seen the movie, it's like, what if Romeo and Juliet, but it was like actually happening? And it's like, oh, I'm writing about my life story and something like that. I don't know. Uh, Parker, I don't know that you would enjoy it, but if I were to say that there was like a Shakespeare production sort of thing that you would enjoy, I think this would probably, you know, be one of them. Uh, I don't know, maybe Romeo plus Juliet. I, I couldn't get into that one. Uh, <laughs> no, thank you. Or, or you could just stick with the Lion King, which is... I don't know, I feel like he's, you know, more of like an Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter kind of guy. Oh, That's the same to me, right? <laughs> yeah. Not on the list. Anyway, uh, one more here. I uh, Actually, a couple more. Ooh, wow, busy guy. I, I rewatched The Prince of Egypt... Still really good. I had meant to watch it during Passover, but I pushed it off. Hey, <laughs> hey, Chris, are there pyramids in that? <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I was curious. I don't know. I don't know if Parker's seen it. <laughs> no, there's sphinxes. Uh, Salt theaters, also, baby. <laughs> nice try. <laughs> Actually, yeah, it turns out it's really good. A lot of people like to compare it with the Ten Commandments, the 1956 version, and apparently it was supposed to be a remake of it. I think they're so vastly different movies that comparisons are just kind of worthless. They're both really good at what they set out to do, and uh, I think The Prince of Egypt really works there. I will say that the movie has Steve Martin, and thus it is inferior, so go with the original. Ooh, uh, I watched a movie from the list that I enjoyed, which I was uh, not expecting to do. It's called Stir of Echoes. Wow, yeah, dude. Ooh, dude, what, what are, yeah, this was really good. So here's the thing. It's a movie with uh, uh, Kevin Bacon, and he's um, he's just some guy in Chicago, right? And uh, he's really good at just playing some guy. I was kind of surprised that he's just able to sort of step into those blue jeans and all of a sudden. Uh, anyway, uh, he's at a party. He's like, ah, come the fuck on. You can't possibly hypnotize me. And one of his Wiccan friends decides that she will do it. And uh, she kind of looks like Chelsea Peretti. Anyway, uh, she hypnotizes him. And uh, apparently she does it too well. Because she hypnotizes him and says a, a, a phrase to him that's like, be more open or be more open-minded or something like that. Which makes him more susceptible to the ghost that is haunting his house. That's the first act. That right there is a wonderful setup. That is exactly what I want from this movie. It is a very, very good idea. Also, to make it even better, the kid we already know was seeing and talking to a ghost. We know that there that's like a real thing. This isn't all just in his head. This is like a real ghost. He has to figure out what's going on here. Great setup. The second act completely missed me. I It was very, very boring. He's trying to figure out the secrets. He's having nightmares and stuff. It's taking way too long. Just wasn't working. And then the third act comes. And it's revealed what happened to this ghost and why it's there and how he's going to resolve it. And 
it's not it's not any twist or anything. It's really just reveals, but it's exciting and it's fun, and you want to see it. Uh, you want to see it develop, right? This is uh, very very well done. I was surprised because I they were really starting to lose me in the second act, but the third one really brought it home. I I was very impressed. I can't wait to find out what else is on the list. Hey, do you know why <laughs> you've never heard of that movie before? Why? Because it came out a month after The Sixth Sense. Oh, oh no, that it sucks. Ate it's fucking lunch. It's real good though. I like that movie a lot. Yeah, I really do like that. I think I like it more than The Sixth Sense. I think Chris. Oh, I don't know. Like, sorry, go ahead. Hey, Chris, did I ever tell you the story about when I dated a Wiccan girl? No, well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I just perked up. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, uh, so the reason we broke up is because we, uh, we, like, went to a party, like, in her backyard, like, type area. Mm-hmm. And because, like, she still lived with her parents, like, she kept her Yule log, like, outside. And when I was drunk, I thought it'd be really funny to pee on it. <laughs> Did you get any powers? <laughs> no, but also I didn't get flayed like the kid in Midsummer. So, uh, you know, I'm just gonna call it a wash. <laughs> well, I, I know I told you guys about the time I did the working girl. So. Just imagining her just like packing up her shit as you go <laughs> poo log and she slams the door in your face. <laughs> Hey, what if my pee makes it more magic, dude? Uh, well, my wicked. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 great because you guys all know how much I love peeing on stuff. I do. Oh, we do. I really yeah. love it. It's so funny. Well, uh, my uh, my wicked ex was the one who made me watch Repo the Genetic Opera, so we had different experiences. On my list of movies for the summer, buddy. Thanks again. Uh, summer. Uh-huh. Well. Let's uh, get to one last one. Did you guys watch the new Norm Macdonald special? Not yet. I'm saving that. Okay. No. Well, uh, good news and bad news. Good news is he looks looked great, and uh, that was a bit of a concern. I was like, oh, geez, I hope he's not like really suffering. Uh, bad news is it's all via webcam, so there's no audience to like sort of build off their energy and like you know take some of that laughter. No crowd work, obviously. It's just him riffing. And I, I'll admit, it didn't work quite as well as uh, a bunch of other specials that I've seen that have crowds in them. But I like the look on his face, because it doesn't, it doesn't matter if anyone's laughing at his jokes. He liked his own jokes. And that's, that, that's enough for me, you know? After the special's done, they have a talk with uh, Dave Chappelle, David Letterman... Uh, Conan O'Brien, Adam Sandler, David Spade, and another comedian whose name I forget. And they all just talk about how brilliant he was, and oh, this joke would have killed, and this one he would have had to develop a little bit more. And I remember the story about him and stuff, and uh, it was kind of nice. It's not necessary, but uh, it was it's just kind of nice to, A, hear his voice again. It It's just kind of nice. I think there's something that Conan O'Brien said, uh, and this will be my part B for this, that uh, when it comes to hearing his voice, if you're going to tell a Norm MacDonald joke, you might as well just go ahead and do the accent, because, not the accent, the, the way he talks, because that is all part of the joke. He developed that meticulously, because that's part of the way that he tells a joke. That's why he says Portland, Oregon, or uh, a Doberman 
dog. I, you know, that's it's just the way that uh, he has to tell the jokes and, and like the faces that he makes and everything. If you're going to tell a Norma Donald joke, you might as well do the voice too. So, uh, it's it's pretty good. Uh, I don't think that people will like it quite as much as uh, a lot of people liked uh, Dave Chappelle specials and stuff. But uh, I guess it was just nice to have one last one. Does it feel like uh, the rehearsals of uh, a band's last album before they broke up? Yeah, I, I guess so. But uh, I'm not complaining. Anyway, uh, Alex, what'd you watch? So I don't have a ton here this week, because um, it turns out trying to watch things when you're sick in bed sucks ass. Oh, but yeah. um, I watched a couple things. Uh, Parker, I'm just gonna put this out there into the aether for you. Uh, you have HBO Max, right? I do. And next time you're sitting around with a little lady, just flipping through, trying to find something to watch, and she stops on F Boy Island, just be like. <sighs> Hey, you know what? I'd give that a shot. Okay. I went past that several times. So, um, the premise of the show is uh, there's three girls, and there's 24 guys, 12 of whom are uh, self-proclaimed nice guys. The other 12 are self-proclaimed F-boys. And the the girls are trying to weed out the F-boys so they can end up with the nice guys at the end. So, we're introduced to, you know, all of this cast of characters, none of whom, like, they tell you, like, which one they are. Except for my boy Garrett, the Bitcoin investor, who tells you immediately, like, yeah, I'm a fuckboy, whatever, what are you gonna do about it? Uh, Hell yes, dude. The girls that they pick, like, two of them are super boring, and the other one is, like, the most toxic person you've ever, like, possibly interacted with in your life. So, you know, all these dudes are competing for their attention. And, like, one of them will get her attention for, like, 15 seconds and will say something. And she will just, like, call him out in front of everybody for, like, the most mundane bullshit. And just shatter these dudes' confidence for basically no reason. There's, like, a scripted sequence after dudes, like, get kicked off the show. Where, like, all the nice guys get to live in, like, this beach villa. And all the F-boys have to go to Limbro. Which is, uh, <laughs> this fucking, like, camp on the beach where they have to pretend that they're just, like, living out in the sand. And they're all doing, like, fucking D-list Hollywood acting reels of, like, bro, welcome to Limbro. My coconuts are over here. I sleep on this hay bale. Like, it's, it's so fucking funny. Because, like... You know exactly who this is marketed to, and it is, of course, like, the kind of woman that specifically watches this kind of reality TV. So like, you're supposed to be watching this, like, like thinking that the, the production staff wants you to be like, yeah, fuck those F-boys. Like, yeah, this is what they get. They have to live here. But it's, like, just these dudes pretending <laughs> that they have to live in the shitty house while the dudes in the good house, like, drink fruity drinks and laugh at them. It's, it fucking owns, dude. It's so good. It is grade A fucking trash like you know you know how on any dating show like they'll they'll have like you know the guy's like name and then like his job under it or whatever like i think three people total on the show have like real jobs that aren't like influencer or brand ambassador or like just anything like that it's it's so good dude you uh if you need to watch some trash with a female this is the best possible scenario woken up multiple nights this week in the middle of the night to uh below deck <laughs> you know i, I mean i get it below deck fucks like yeah but also weird. like 
I would never like binge below deck because it's like kind of just something you watch. Like there's not really a format. It's just like, oh, it's these people and they have these guests for a while and nothing really happens. Whereas this one's like, what if we had a three-way water balloon fight? And the girls talked about, like, in this extremely catty way about which guys were good at throwing water balloons and which didn't protect them well enough. Like, it <laughs> fucking owns, dude. It's good. so good. <laughs> um, other than that, I only watched one movie this week. So, uh, I would like to give a thanks to whoever is making the production decisions on these streaming services because like most of what you put out is absolute fucking garbage that i never catch myself within 100 yards of but sometimes you put out movies like the requin um so i don't know how recently this dropped on hulu uh but i'm pretty sure it was like within the last month or so well the premise is basically this uh alicia silverstone and her husband uh, like, uh, she has, like, some, at the beginning, like, unspecified catastrophe happen in her life. So they go away on vacation. Like, they spend a lot of money. They go to Vietnam, and they stay on, uh, like, one of those hotels where, like, the, the hotel rooms are, like, out floating over the ocean. You know, yeah. like, uh, I, I'm sure you've seen them in, like, fucking yeah, yeah, pictures yeah. or, like, shit on Instagram or whatever. Like, uh, so they're staying out there, like... 15 minutes in the movie, it's revealed that, like, the thing that happened to her that's turned her into a crazy person is that she had, like, a late-term miscarriage, and, like, you know, she, like, birthed the baby in blood, and it was, like, horrifying for her, and, like, it's traumatizing, and she has PTSD, but also, she's afraid of looking at blood, which makes it very awkward when their hotel room washes away in a storm and sharks start attacking them. <laughs> <laughs> I literally added this to my watch list, like, a day before I saw you watched it. <laughs> Dude. Okay, look. You know, it's a shark movie. It's never getting above two stars, ever. Because, like, God, why would it? Like, it fucking sucks. I mean, you get lots of shark attacks, um... Mostly on this poor fucking dude who breaks his leg like 20 minutes into the movie and is just like chum in the water for an hour. But, uh, um, I have to say, and like, part of me feels bad for saying this to you, Parker, but also part of me knows by the time that you watch this, you're going to forget about it. It does a fake out that I have been waiting for in all of these movies for fucking ever. And that's like, so they wash out to sea in the storm, uh... Alicia Silverstone, who just does a lot of, like, screaming into the camera in this movie, like, is actually playing, like, a really good, like, you know, mid-40s lady who's, like, starting to lose her marbles in the sense that, like, the first thing that happens after, like, they wash out to sea is, like, she starts yelling at her husband for, like, not climbing up onto a rock in the middle of the ocean when they had the chance and be- and just, just, like- She's just clearly fucking losing it. And, like, it kind of works if you've ever had, like, a mom that yells at waiters or something. Or been around somebody <laughs> else's that does. Like, it's, it, it's like, on fucking point for that. But, uh, they wash out to sea. The whole fucking time, they're, like, trying to start a, like, like a signal, like a smoke signal thing to, like, try to get people's attention. Because they're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. They don't know where they are. So they finally get one started and, of course, burns their fucking, like raft to the ground so they're in the water 
And they're, like, floating. They're, like, trying to get over to this platform. The guy's bleeding everywhere. And she's like, oh, my God, I think I saw a dorsal fit. Oh, my God, it's right there. And she's, like, losing it. And he's trying to calm her down while also bleeding out with a broken leg. And then he sees it, too. And they both start panicking. And they're, like, freaking out. And the fins get closer and closer. And then it's just a pack of friendly dolphins jumping around in the water. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I have been waiting for that scene for at least a decade. It made me so happy. It's so fucking good. Like, (coughs) this movie got a couple, like, out loud laughs out of me. That was one of them. I was so tickled with that fucking scene, dude. (laughs) (laughs) It's... Thank you. Thank you, someone, for getting it. Like... It's all we need. Just a little bit of recognition in life. We're not making art here, fellas. Just give us what we want. I just... I, I'm I'm kind of glad that I found out about it when I did. Because, like, I was, like... Seeing that Alicia Silverstone was in it, I was like, I bet I can spring this on her and she won't even know. But there's a, <laughs> there's a shark on the cover, so... It's not gonna work. Yeah, rough beat. But what can you do? Anyway, Parker, go ahead. <clears throat> well... Uh, last week we uh, lamented on uh, how just Top Gun Maverick was not the dad movie we all wanted. It was the dad mm-hmm. movie we deserved. So the next morning I woke up, let the dog out, and watched the dog movie that we who, wanted. Who, which who, is a, who, who? You're welcome. <laughs> which was, of course, Olympus Has Fallen. So I can't I find the on song. Wait a second. <laughs> there, wait, no, wrong There way. it is. Who let the dog sound? Thank you. Why do you... Smoke weed every day. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you of all people. <laughs> the biggest fucking fucking whatever. It's fine. I'll be nice. But uh, Olympus. Okay, so Fantastic us. Beast Three is. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Come on, spit it out. You've been talking forever. <laughs> Olympus's fault is really good, and that's what I wish Top Gun Maverick was. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're right. Top Gun Maverick did need Johnny Tran. Yeah. It does. It needs a lot of things. It needs Aaron Eckhart for some reason. As <laughs> the tough guy president who won't give up the code. The movie is like 45 <laughs> minutes too long. But also, so, uh, <laughs> I was hungover and just really enjoying myself on that couch. Really great Dylan McDermott villain performance. Like, Absolutely. I could have used a couple more of those in his career. Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys he pops up every like couple years. I'm like, oh, this guy's really good. Why doesn't he do anything? And he's like, oh, American Horror Story. Well, okay. Do yeah, what you got to do, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, get them but checks, I, man. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do, man. But yeah, solid movie. I hope they make a fourth and a fifth and a sixth of them. I hope Jar uh, Butler just cranks <laughs> these out forever. Did you watch this before or after I messaged you about thinking about this movie when I saw BTS was visiting the White House? <laughs> before, actually, which is crazy. <laughs> I was just flipping through Netflix and nothing was on it because all it recommends you are their shitty originals. And I just found it deep in the... Because I was on my friend's account and it was on the, do you want to watch this again? And I felt like a deep kinship. <laughs> like, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Uh, so yeah, everyone knows Olympus has fallen rips. Um, oh, <laughs> so Jurassic World three comes out this weekend. It Uh-oh. sure does. <laughs> uh, the little lady had never seen the second one. That was a solo theater trip. <laughs> so we popped that bad boy on. You, you guys, it is 
It is so much worse than you remember, I promise you. That movie, uh, not possible, buddy. <laughs> fucking sucks. You think I've forgotten. So bad. <laughs> Holy Jesus. As I, I stared at her, because I knew it was coming, I stared her in the eyes as she said she was a paleo veterinarian. And I just kept <laughs> nodding my head like that fucking Jack Nicholson gift. <laughs> just a big shit-eating grin. I was like, yeah, it's pretty stupid, huh? <laughs> Two hours left. <laughs> it is one of the most wretched movies, and uh, also one of our best episodes to this day. One of the yeah, dumbest fucking nasty woman. <laughs> Why would Dude, remember the black guy in that movie? <laughs> Unfortunately, no, actually, I don't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, sounds like you should refresh yourself, my man. Oh, oh. it's the, the it's the detective Pikachu guy, isn't it? Uh, it oh yeah, that's right. I guess I guess that was him. I right, you. It almost because, like, they're leaving the island, and she sees the brontosaurus, and she just goes into the kitchen to make a drink. And I was like, hey, you enjoying the movie? I just hear, this is stupid. I'm like, ah. (laughs) 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 Just hear the microwave in the background. (laughs) (laughs) That thing dies for 45 minutes. It's so unnecessary, and it's like, all right, that was fun. Time for the T-Rex blood transfusion <laughs> go fuck yourself <laughs> and they hit short i started my cool so that was the end of the one movie now another movie starting and she just looked at me paused it saw the time left and then almost left the room <laughs> she was so <laughs> that movie diabolically it, shitty it's incredible it so bad I am trying with all of my heart to get my good friend Repick to watch it with me this weekend because we're going to the same wedding. And he's like, dude, I'm not fucking spending money to watch that movie. And I'm like on the verge just being like, I'll pay for it. It's fine. Just do it. Ooh, it's Josh might tag along. Ruin his weekend, please. <laughs> I know. <laughs> the fact that the reviews for the new one are already bad. I'm like, God, you guys. I'm, this is I'm the slop weak. everyone eats up. I'm like full sickos for this. Like I, I can't wait. This, this is our cupcake schedule game. You know, get us ready for homecoming. I mean, like we talked about it last week, but the revelation that the whole movie and getting all of the original stars back together was Blue's baby got stolen. Made me want to take a drill bit to my fucking head. Like I cannot wait. Sickos is the correct description for my level of excitement for this. It is going to be. Like, it's going to be an amazing episode, but that is going to be the longest, I'm assuming, two and a half hours of my life. There's no uh, way that movie's under 220. I refuse to even imagine <laughs> that. I won't entertain the I idea. I'll it up. Yeah. I, I'll just let it happen. Uh, the last movie I want to talk about is Skip. I took your advice, Alex, and I finally watched Matrix Resurrections. Okay. So that's like easily the second best Matrix movie, right? Like by a yeah, absolute margin. It's, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> I yeah. don't understand what nerds are so mad about. I really, really enjoyed it. Like, I'm sorry that you didn't get all the cool kung fu action now that everyone's in their 50s and they filmed it during COVID. Sorry they couldn't spend six months preparing fight scenes, but that's not what the movie is. Exactly. I like had a wonderful time. And I, you're right, I could not stop thinking of especially Top Gun Maverick because it was still so recent in my brain. Uh-huh. Yeah. Of how it's, it's not subtext, it's the entire text of the movie. Correct. Is, yeah, hey, yeah, look, it's Piggy, not... <laughs> here's the thing you remember. Doesn't this make you feel happy again, you little piglet? Like, that is, it's 
That is, they say it to your face for like 45 minutes. It, every time there's like any sort of sentimental moment, they just like rub your face in a fucking scene from the first movie. It's, <laughs> it's, it works. I'll, I'll tell you, it's, it's like, like, I don't know that this movie is good, but it's effective. I feel like it's definitely a movie that will grow on me too. Because they do throw a lot at you very quickly. They, oh, yeah. they throw that right in your face and you're like, wait, I can't even fucking keep up. But the fact that it's not even like a coded metaphor, it's very clearly, yeah, they're just going to make this without us. So here you go, Piglet. Yeah, you like that, don't you? You like when someone just takes this thing you like from 20 years ago and all your friends are here. They're doing cool moves. You like that, don't you? It's like, oh, you're doing this on purpose. You're not just you're not just making me point and go, oh, my God, look, Han Solo is back. It's nice to be treated like an adult by a movie. It's yeah, not a real. surprise that everyone hated it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, uh, you want to talk about Trinity's new boyfriend? Dude! Handsome <laughs> Chad? <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude, bro! <laughs> it's what he's script It's so good! <laughs> I mean, uh, me being a turbo autist, I think my favorite thing is, like, the new life they give Neo. Like, that's essentially just what Cypher asked for in the first movie. And yeah. he gets it, and he's just fucking miserable and just constantly disassociating. It's, I mean, I didn't have a COVID lockdown because I work in retail, so I didn't get that luxury. But just knowing this movie was like a product of that time of like, yeah, it's very easy just to feel constantly disassociated from everyone and everything at all times, as it turns out. Turns out it does a lot of damage to your uh, psyche. And you just want to escape. And, you know... Do things like imagine a world where you're the one and Morpheus is going to save you. Or put all of your time and energy into recording podcasts about shitty movies from 30 years ago that went straight to VHS. <laughs> Boy, sure feel sorry for those guys. Yeah. yeah. Those fucking Talk nerds. about a sticky situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I legitimately don't get what people hated unless they legitimately thought they were going going to go in and see a bunch of people in their 50s do slow motion kung fu again. In which case... So- you deserve to be upset. You're, you're I, an idiot. I think I, I think I have the answer. I think that the Matrix as a franchise is one of those like fake high IQ franchises where like people that are really into the Matrix just tend to think they're smarter than they are, and so they probably watched this and actually didn't get it because that's yeah, just that's what a Matrix likely. fan is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, if you consider yourself a Matrix fan, it means you have some level of affinity for the second and the third one, and like. You shouldn't. Those aren't good movies. <laughs> I think. So, I like like they're I, fascinating just because. Oh yeah, they're interesting. They were like shit, ten but, years yeah. ahead of the curve of like, no, we're gonna have a video game tie-in and an animated tie-in, and it's all gonna connect. And everyone's like, hey man, this fucking sucks. And now that's just what AAA releases are now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's kind of wild because like I wish I could describe myself as a Matrix fan because the first movie's really good. I really like, I wish I could say, like, yeah, man, I love The Matrix, and then, you know, it brings in all that other shit in there. Man, I like, I hate everything, and the first movie is close to perfect. Like, oh, yeah. It's so fucking it's good. It's so, so good. Yeah, so, I, Chris, you should Hot watch takes here. <laughs> I would love to have a long conversation about Resurrection. I, I should watch it. I, I would Maybe like not an episode, that. but, like, I would yeah. love to. Yeah. Really, it, it would be yeah. It, so that, yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing. Like, it couldn't be an episode because we'd actually want to like not crack jokes about it that much, other than yeah. handsome Chad. Yeah. But... <laughs> handsome Chad. <is> so good. <laughs>
But yeah, like, and I... I Oh, sorry. No, that's like a movie I want to like sit around in the basement and talk about somebody with. I don't want to hear somebody else do it. You know, like <laughs> it's interesting. It really is. Like I wish I'd seen this in a theater. Honestly, I wish I'd just gone. Dude, it. it was dude. Very good. <laughs> if they ever put any of these movies, even the shitty ones, if they ever put them back in theaters and you could go see it in D box, I will pay for your ticket. Oh my god, it's life changing. It's life changing. I, I, I mean, I've told you guys on the show about my experience with this. I had a mm-hmm. big old edible and went to go see this in D-Box on my birthday. And, uh... Oh my god, that's right. Dude, every time that somebody would take damage in the Matrix when your chair starts shaking, you're just like, fuck yes, dude, fuck yes, this is so fucking <laughs> cool, I can do this forever. I hope this movie never stops. Like, And it's one of these franchises where, like, you can look at the Wachowskis' last, like, four or five movies and it. It's very much, very clear, like almost cheesy to a point like the power of love overcoming things and like being very on the nose with its metaphors uh-huh. but also after like 30 years of having people take every single wrong message out of the matrix i would also be like no 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 this is the message you fucking weirdos you stupid oafs quit misinterpreting this because like it's easy to think about like the red pill stuff and how everyone just took that mm-hmm. but i also forget like okay like a month after this came out just people blamed it for columbine like it's oh, been yeah. since day one of just this fucking movie this is what it's really telling you so yeah i understand be like no no this is this is the message it's right here in front of you it could not be more clear but uh john wick didn't do an epic bacon face and have a cool slow motion gunfight so one star <laughs> That's really? definitely a future lengthy discussion. Cause oh yeah, I'll get to it. I, I promise. I will definitely rewatch it whenever you get to it. Because it, like the first Matrix, is like one of the best. Slowly doling out information, you're confused right up until you're not supposed to be confused anymore. This one throws a lot at you real quick, which is oh yeah, you know again treating you like an adult who can watch a movie, which is novel for it's refreshing. Yeah. It's refreshing, yeah, it's definitely the word. It's like you, you trust even with like the flashbacks are almost like unnecessary it's almost like a caveat like okay some of you little piggies are gonna need this all right well did you watch uh i think that's about it oh one thing i watched mm. like two weeks ago i forgot to mention mm-hmm. it's more leading to a question i want to ask you mm. so i watch a batman mask of the phantasm because i've yes. seen it since i was a kid okay so before the batman when you were reading all of those comics were those all the voices you heard when you read all the dialogue yeah Okay, I just wanted to know if that I'm not alone. Because like, I'm reading The Long Halloween right now, too, and that's mm-hmm. every single voice is everyone from the cartoon. Yeah, it, it would be no other way. That's just the way okay. it goes. I, I mean, just for wanted me, to confirm. Mask of the Phantasm, as far as I'm concerned, is if it's not a top two Batman movie, then it's a top three Batman movie. And after that, I don't feel like talking about Batman movies anymore. Because that's just the way we I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, boy, that and the music in that one's great, and the writing in that one's great. Oh boy, it's really. really I realize, like, between all the episodes we've done in the past, like, that was the only one I haven't seen since childhood. So it's like it's like seventy five minutes. Just it's on HBO. I'll just pop this on. Uh, yeah, really good. As it turns out, also mm-hmm. uh, very apparent learning after the fact that uh, it was supposed to be a direct to video one at first, and then they got the budget later yeah. to put it in theaters. Because boy, <laughs> after like that looks uh, <laughs> a lot of it looks real stilted and like. We're not gonna reanimate it like it's already done. Yeah, but uh, yeah, uh, real good. 
Okay, by the way, when you're done with The Long Halloween, you have to read, uh, it's just called Dark Knight, but without the K, just Dark like Knight as in the title. Oh, the Martin Lawrence one. No, it's uh, a... <laughs> Not again. You, you tricked yeah. us <laughs> No, you gotta read it. This is uh, written by Paul Denny, and it's about something that actually happened to him while he was busy writing uh, Mask of the Phantasm. It is one Holy of the best Quinn comics. sucked him off. Uh, his rather, fire alarm went off and it was the it, joker yeah i i i have to say the joker does appear in this true story which makes it uh <laughs> kind of kind of crazy apolitical yeah <laughs> it's uh at times at times it's very funny at times it's very very tragic but uh overall it's very easily the best batman comic i've ever read and i've read year one year one fucking you've read dude. three so yeah which is the good ones <laughs> actually wait i haven't i haven't read dark knight returns so maybe i shouldn't cool. be talking to you <laughs> okay that might that might be assignment worthy i would love oh, to hear your reaction yeah. <laughs> oh that reminds man. me okay that fucking reminds me okay so i finished watching all of uh the x-men animated series right and it was like it's fine, you know. It's it's kind of wild to watch it at the same time as and know that at the same time, Batman the animated series is on the air and like objectively better in every single way besides the opening title theme song. So after I watched it, I was like, ah, finally, now I have the proper context for I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. So I <laughs> <laughs> so that that video was big when like what 2006, 2007, something like that, and. Sounds so I, right. I watch it. I, I, I watch it, right? And I'm like, oh, this is like that Hey Arnold thing with uh, Get the Fuck Out of Here, Kakashka. <laughs> 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 that's, that's all they're doing the whole time. <laughs> yeah, that's it correct. was a different time, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's when so, we it's all were talking like, about that in Discord, I watched it too. It was like, I don't remember this video being this long. I'm not going to watch this whole thing. <laughs> Yeah, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, how come this keeps on going? How many times can he say that he's a juggernaut, bitch? Uh, apparently several times. So uh, I like... I got I to um, hit Charles with Charles. And I was like, yeah, I'm good. I got what I wanted. Yeah, yeah. I Honestly, it kind of disgusts me how ingrained get out of my head Charles is in my lexicon. Like, it's just something I say, and I just hope somebody gets it. And, like, you get a lot of people that do, because that video was really big. But, uh, you know, not not the numbers you're looking for. But I can't right, stop yeah. myself. Like, get out of my well, head, Charles. Objectively funnier than I'm juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> that line cracks me up. <laughs> Fuck up my head, <laughs> Give me Charles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that fucking thing. All right, All right well, I gotta watch uh, that when we're done recording. Thanks, guys. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that is something that I should talk about while we're talking about dumb things from the the mid aughts that I watched Hell this yeah. week. Yeah. So uh, I mentioned this to Parker, and I feel that it is important of me to bring it up before we start talking about the dumbass Harry Potter movie we all hated. And that is that, uh, thanks to Twitter, I was compelled to watch the entire trilogy from Epic Rap Battles of History of Hitler vs. Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you made it through the whole thing? <laughs> Dude, it is simultaneously so good and so bad, in like a way like I don't really understand how to like comprehend, because I was never an Epic Rap Battles of Histories guy, because like, why would I be? I've right. read a book. Like, I don't yeah. need to. I remember telling you, like, some like guy in my college <laughs> class was talking about it, and you teased me about it for, like, three months, despite me and not being the one out. watching it. 
<laughs> that absolutely sounds like something I would do. Like, oh yeah, do you that do watch? I was like, no. <laughs> you, you know, Parker, not to get too harsh here, but if I had someone in one of my college classes talk about epic rap battles in history, I'd probably drop out too. <laughs> yeah, I'm not I live in Texas. You take what you can get. <laughs> yeah. When you see a gif of a dude dressed like a Hitler going, I am Adolf Hitler, leader of the Third Reich, little known fact, also dope on the mic. Like, how could you not? How can you not just put it on and go back That's to exactly, that That's exactly, dude. I saw the exact same video and I was just like, oh my fucking God. I don't know. Maybe I liked it into your timeline or you liked it onto my timeline. I probably like, put it on yours because I, I definitely, maybe. I definitely say boosted that dumb shit. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, my first thought was, should I? Nah. Yeah, well, that makes one of us. I got you. Nah, going. I'm going to go back to watching Two Stupid Dogs or whatever. Anyway. Man. <laughs> I'm not saying we have to go back, because we definitely don't have to go back, but also, like, you know... What if we could? <laughs> on this show, we're uh, we're very hard on the time immediately after 9-11, and maybe that is worth revisiting. <laughs> so... Maybe the cutoff was just a little bit later. Uh, back in the day when we could still make fun of Hitler and everybody yeah. understood it was ironic. Right, yeah. Alright, well, uh... Speaking of Hitler... <laughs> Let's talk about... Yeah, speaking of, you're welcome, fa- buddy. Fantastic Beast 3, The Secrets of Crumbledore. Uh, hey, uh, way, pop this... quiz. What secrets? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> I like I like how we have like a big scene early in this movie where they're like, oh yeah, so Dumbledore used to be a Nazi. And then the magic goat that senses only the truth is like, no, no, actually, you're the purest wizard of them all. It's like, all right, cool. Glad we resolved that. Why is the whole movie about it? Yeah, well, uh... By the way, (coughs) you called this a Harry Potter movie. That's not accurate. That's not actually accurate. Harry Potter isn't even in this fucking movie. This takes place in the wizarding world. Which, uh... I guess when you make as much money as J.K. Rowling does, you can go with, like, the most generic fucking titles for your shared universe. Uh, Here's here's the thing about these fucking movies. Now that I think we've all watched all three. Um, Yeah, yeah. The fucking audacity to do, like, a franchise, branching off a franchise as a period piece? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> Who thought this would work? Like, you guys J.K. love Rowling. prequels. Oh, yeah, you know. I mean, that's the thing of all the people to talk about in these movies. I, I feel like that's why she did it. That's People have been asking for longer than I'm comfortable with for asking for an Obi-Wan movie or a TV show or whatever. It's like, oh, I wonder what cool, sort of cool adventures he got into between yeah. episode three and episode four. Probably bumming it in the desert. Who knows? For this, it's like, oh, I wonder what kind of cool adventures uh, Albus Dumbledore got into. Well, so or that, how many and that's, buggered. I also that's, still wonder that question. Yeah. That's the fucking thing about these movies is like the first one is like, you know, loosely based on what? Like a fucking 80 page like supplementary work in the Harry Potter universe and like only loosely based on it at that I from what I understand. That's I think And like right. And like the first movie in this series for some fucking reason as a standalone movie I think is actually really enjoyable if you like this stuff. Like, obviously, not everybody's going to, and that's fine. But, like, mm-hmm. it's like a dumb, like, hey, here's your magical world. Here's some whimsical people doing shit in your cool magic world. Almost like the way that I feel about Solo, where it's like, all right, cool. You've got a cool world. You know you have a cool world. Just let people riff. And that's kind of what the first movie as a standalone is. 
And the fact that it got two sequels in the first place is moronic. But the fact that they're this fucking bad and, like, this ham-fisted at tying it to, like, the, the canon or whatever, like... What the fuck are we doing? What you is mean, tying this? it to the part of the franchise that people actually give a fuck about? <laughs> Which is kind of it. Kind of reminds me in a way of Star Wars. You know, we the, had it, the original. That's trilogy. the irony. Like yeah. the one that's not tied to the the fucking movies at all is the first one. That's the one people saw and liked. Like that movie did really well. Like I think we mentioned this on the Fantastic Beast two episode, but like you've committed to these prequels. The Star Wars prequels, like, if you just say, oh, have you seen the prequels? It's just understood that you're referring to Star Wars and you're probably referring to, like, man, they really fucked all this up trying to tie all of this together for no reason. And then we're like, yeah, let's do that again, but with magic. No, no, this People time we love that. J.K. Rowling's a great People writer. love everything being tied together in a tight, neat little bow. Just make it's on a different continent. And it's still the same five characters. <laughs> Can we? By the way, here uh, speaking of things being tied nice together in a tight, neat little bow. So Dumbledore and the Wizard of All Evil uh, meet at a fancy restaurant, and all I could think about was like, what if Tom Green was there from Freddy Got Figured playing the violin and like arguing with Rip Torn the whole time? <laughs> Yeah, I did not think that. <laughs> well, I yeah. thought that because this movie needs some fucking levity because every single attempt at a joke fell like completely flat. I will say, uh, Mads Mikkelsen, the replacement for Johnny Depp in this movie, uh, I think he's fine. Uh, I like Mads Mikkelsen in everything but Polar, so uh, it's okay. He's so, not a problem with Polar. <laughs> yeah, I, he's not my also fair. Um, the thing with this fucking like scene where they're just sitting in the restaurant talking. Is like no scene has ever in history been begging more for Lincoln Park to play over it as it fades out. Like <laughs> it, it's like literally the perfect energy for that. And like I think people that actually watch these fucking movies would have appreciated that. And uh instead it's just whatever the fuck they do, because I don't remember what it was, because it was unremarkable. Cause yeah. it's just it has the energy of like one of those fucking scenes that you would see somebody play Lincoln Park over on like a YouTube video, like explaining what happened in a movie. And uh that's a hard energy to capture, as uh, I'm sure both of you know. Yeah. Uh, somehow this scene got it. So, yeah. anyway. Well, uh, now we see, uh, what was his name? Eddie Redmayne, who plays, I've, I keep forgetting his name, Newt Scamander. Hey, uh, one yeah. of seven characters who could have just not been in this movie. But we've yeah. decided, no, this is the, the Fantastic Beast franchise, so he has to be yeah. here. Yeah. Would, would fucking kill to see any fantastic beast of any kind well that's the thing one of the ones that we see is i don't know was that like a hippogriff or something like that at the beginning just call it taking a goat. care i don't whatever they're taking care of some magical thing i guess and they use all this technology to make these creatures look realistic insofar as they can look realistic but all that technology won't make me care about these animals i, I don't care about any of these fucking things you know I, I don't understand why I'm supposed to care about him. That's like the thing that gets me about Eddie Redmayne, aka Newt Scamander, is I guess they're trying to make him like Steve Irwin if Steve Irwin had a residency in Las Vegas, which I like to call Las Vegas, by the way. But Steve Irwin had Bottom. charisma and he had energy and he had a sense of humor and he cared about things that had real world applications. And Newt Scamander has none of that. I don't understand why I'm supposed to like this character. He's not awkward or in a, in a funny way. He's just awkward in a why is this guy on my screen sort of way. I don't want to follow this character. I don't care where he's going or what he says or what he does. 
if this was like someone else, maybe I'd have a good time. And this is the insane part about this being a franchise. Because, like, the first of these movies, there's two people in the entire fucking movie that you know who they are. And it's Eddie Redmayne and it's Colin Farrell. And Colin Farrell gets written out at the end of the first one because they gotta put Johnny Depp in the future ones for reasons. And Eddie Redmayne doesn't have to be in these other ones. That movie, as a one-off, is totally fine. Make your Dumbledore movies afterwards and tie the characters into it, and you're good. You've got it set up. But, like... Why are these things related? It makes no fucking sense. Mm-hmm. See, uh, one of the things that really bothers me about these movies, because we have to say these movies, can't just be this one too, is remember in Harry Potter that one of the reasons that it worked is because Harry Potter is generally a fun character to fall because he's a non-magic user. So he can go into this wizarding world and he can be completely surprised by everything just as we as readers and viewers are also surprised. Everyone else is like, oh yeah, we do this show all the time. But he's completely new. He doesn't know anything about this. In this, the only one we have like that is Dan Fogler's character, Kowalski, who is my favorite part of the movie. Not because he's a non-magic user, but because he's American. Also because he's like kind of... <laughs> That's fair though. Kind of, like, also because like he's the only one who has like any sort of like comedic rhythm or timing or anything. No one else is able to do that. Or he's has any to... character growth whatsoever. Also or, like, that, any pathos. Yeah. Like like there's just nothing in this. He also there's feels like here. a real character. You know? Like the, the British Wanda Sykes doesn't feel like a real character. But uh, <laughs> He's the only character that has a character and yet you lose nothing if you cut him. It's Yeah exactly. Insane. I've already forgotten his first name. So anyway uh, like I wish I could follow this guy, but everyone else already knows how all this wizarding stuff would work. I understand that the rejoinder to this would be, damn it, Chris, there's been eight of those movies. You've already read all the books as well. And this is the third and the secondary thing. You know how magic works, or at least you ought to by now. I would say, or nearly I would, but this is a completely separate time period. There's a whole lot of different politics going on here. Different. It's a different era of magic. And I need to sort of be led through this. And I need something more than just Kowalski's limited screen time. Should the movie have been about him? My answer is yes, and no one else. It should have just been him. I'd Couldn't so have been worse. He just finds a wand. <laughs> and he just has I'd so much rather watch this dude bake croissants than deal with. Oh yes, the head smibbly bibbly will be granted by the fucking magic goat. Like cool. Yeah, two hours I've... and twenty minutes, huh? It feels Great. like we all watch like different parts of it, or we're able to focus on different parts of this. Because that whole thing, except for the whole thing, was going on. I was like, I don't fucking care. <laughs> I mean, I tried, and five minutes in, Ezra Miller shows up. You're like, oh yeah, you were in these oh, movies, we, and then you don't see Ezra about? Miller for like an hour. And you're like, yeah, why are all these people being brought back in? They don't. Matter. He may have been busy in Guam or something. I don't know. Well, Can we just talk about how fucking greasy making movies, Ezra making is. songs, and fighting around the world? <laughs> <laughs> Ezra Miller, I want to talk about his toenails, okay? Because, like, look at this fucking guy. You can, like, see how long his toenails are. To wit, I'm going to send you uh, an artist's depiction of what I think his toenails look like. Please One don't make moment. me look at your feet. What was Show that? your feet. Yeah, hang on. Let me just... Uh, yeah, this one and this one. Send to Parker. And this one and this one. Send to Alex. <laughs> 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 That's what I assume he looks like underneath those socks. Those nails are beautiful. <laughs> I, just wanna, I just want to say right now that 
I vaguely remember him from the first movies. He was like supposed to be this big character who's like sort of built up. Doesn't feel like he's in this movie very much. It feels like it's mostly focusing on Dumbledore and Grindelwald. He's like Dude, barely in this one. Like, all oh, yeah, I remember of his character is he's the bowl cut guy. And they don't even give him the bowl cut. So well, like I have no connection after that. Like yeah. I got nothing. Yeah, it's it's not even about Didn't he try to fuck Reedance. the snake lady? I Buddy. Oh, I thought, yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, Credence Barebone, aka Aurelius Dumbledore, is barely oh my in this God. Movie. Yeah, right. That's you how the second movie ends is, is Johnny Depp, who is uh mysteriously absent from this movie, being like, Ah, you're a Dumbledore. And then an hour into this one, they have their big fight. Fucking D- Albus just oh. dog walks him in two minutes. He's like, uh, my brother didn't know. Sorry. And he's like, Oh damn, okay. Yeah. By the We're way, done. I also thought he was supposed. I also thought he was supposed to be like Dumbledore's brother, but it turns out he's actually his nephew. And by the way, I don't give a fuck. It, it's not important. same. I haven't seen my nephew in twenty years. You could not pick him out of a lineup. <laughs> don't care. <laughs> <laughs> you guys abandoned me. Who? Okay. I see. So I also bro, I'm a teacher. That. I see a lot of kids. Do I know you? Oh, I also want to talk about that fight, and I think I mentioned this on the last Fantastic Beast movie that we talked about, which I guess was just the second one. Wand battles are not cool. There's nope. nothing cool about that. I was reminded of the scene in uh, my second favorite movie of all time, Big Trouble in Little China. Remember the Chinese standoff with all those fucking guns and swords and shit and how exciting that was? Because those are like bullets and they could hit you and kill you. When you're just going poof with your little wand, that's not cool. All right? It was like, oh, we made a title one. Give a fuck. It doesn't do anything. It's, it's worthless. Everyone's just running around dodging it. It's all special effects. It's not cool. So I was looking down at my laptop when the first <laughs> one battle broke out in this movie, because, like, how could I not? Mm-hmm. And, like, I heard the noise, and I looked up immediately because I thought it was a blaster sound from Star Wars. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, this is equally stupid, because these don't hit anybody, and also yeah. they're dumb when they do. Like, Yeah. Uh, it's, well. It just... I, this is so fucking dumb, dude. Yeah. Uh... Let, let's no. Let's let's say something good about this movie. You guys want to talk about how hot Jude Law is? Holy Jesus, dude! It's not fair. It's, it's insane. Like we could have had this for three straight movies. <coughs> we could have led off with hot Jude Law and hot Mads Mikkelsen. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait saying Jude, La- saying Jude Law reminds me of the fucking Jude Law joke from Sex and the City too. I don't even remember how it went. But which it we've like, all seen. Which, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all three of us. That's right. Remember, we did an episode on it that one time, but it uh, didn't get yeah, released because yeah. because yeah. uh, because you Alex fucked up our audio. Beef, so uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah. yeah actually, yeah. it was your fault, not ours. So we don't yeah. have to watch it again. Remember Queenie Goldstein? <laughs> the movie does forget. Yeah, she's barely in this. Uh, there's like a whole but bunch she's of roles there. Yeah, to stand in the background, like literally stand in the door window. He misses his sister, and you're like, who? <laughs> I I don't know this man's name. His sister's dead. Oh, is that in that movie I watched a year ago? Oh, that seems important. This hey. character will be important. He won't just show up and not have dialogue. Parker, can you tell me Newt Scamander's brother's name? <laughs> Not with a gun in my mouth, buddy. Parker, I'll Alex. give you a hint. He's one of the steam cops. It is not Krillin. It's Theseus Commander. Close enough. <laughs> what is with these stupid fucking names? Like, I know Harry Potter has dumb names, but like, Ron is a name. 
Yeah. Theseus? It's not fucking 600 BC. It's like 1940. <laughs> I, and like, it's not just that. It's we get introduced to this character when fucking Newt's commander walks into Dumbledore's brother's bar and goes, "I, I'm looking for Dumbledore, and this is Theseus. He has to be here too." I'm like, who the fuck is Theseus? Was this guy even in the last one? Because I don't know. I, uh, I think he was. I think yeah. No, I think he may have been in the first one actually. I don't fucking sure. I also don't I'll, care. Then, whatever, so, I'll take your word yeah. for it. Well, there's I saw also the first one in theaters, and I will never same. forget. There, there's also Colin character- Farrell turning into Johnny Depp is something I will never forget seeing in a theater of like, you have got to be fucking kidding me. It's, there, there's it, also so, part- so hold on, I, I have to I have to say something about that. Because right. uh, this whole fucking franchise, of which there will still be a dozen more movies somehow, has been dying for that fucking Polyjuice Potion Chekhov's gun to fire at some point in the future. And to do it in that spot with Colin Farrell turning into Johnny Depp and wasting that opportunity for all future movies is incredibly good. (laughs) How do you fuck that up? We could have Colin Farrell and Jude Law being fucking a hot... For five movies. I'm so upset, dude. It's not fair. Oh, uh, so I just want to say, hey, Parker, uh, Victoria Yates plays Newt Scamander's indispensable Magi Zoology assistant, which is kind of like being a paleo veteran. Guacamole. And what her the name, fuck did... her name sounds like a 19th century baseball player's nickname. Her name is Bunty. <laughs> Bunty Broadacre <laughs> You can't say that In front of me and have me not laugh Oh this is my assistant <laughs> The muscle hamster Go fuck yourself <laughs> You can't just do that I just wish there was one guy just named Mike You know <laughs> Maybe he throws a bad orgy But come on let Mike be in this movie <laughs> Oh really Stumbledore I am And this is my cousin Kevin all right so uh a bunch of dumb shit happens and they go to bhutan which is uh the name of the fucking uh grim reaper from yu yu Hakusho, and uh close enough i'll take it yeah somewhere (laughs) i I don't even fucking want to talk about the story here because it feels like the story barely there isn't one i i want to talk about it very very briefly and that's just to say that like as somebody that has watched star wars episode one in the last year this fucking movie about wizard politics really takes you back to that. Because it's, it's like, insane. oh, we got the election coming, and we can't elect Wizard Hitler because he's a bad guy. But also, this guy doesn't think he's a bad guy because he's German, and all Germans are evil. And But we gotta have the wizard election anyway, and we're building our whole fucking plot towards a goat walking towards somebody. The climax of our movie. <laughs> It's a real Jar Jar Binks giving Palpatine <laughs> the power. Like, we learned this lesson 20 years ago, you old bat. What are you fucking doing? How do you make, like, this is going to be a five-movie series, and on movie three, it's like, filler. This entire plot could have been one act in a movie. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing? I'm going to be honest, dude. I If I was, uh... I was Grindelwald. Please don't make me say that out loud again. <laughs> if I was Grindelwald, I would just start... What does he want? He wants to start a war against the Muggles, which, by the way, that doesn't seem like it'd be very difficult, you know? It, yeah, like, seems why like don't you just know, blow them up? Like, that's why do you... Why do you... You know? Like, like just, what, just go out there and kill them like, yourself. You don't even the need most, a wand for most of them. You're the most, like, 
incompetent evil bureaucrat of all time just start like fucking doing hiroshima on mogul cities this is difficult bro you have fucking magic what are they gonna do to you when they like, fucking send a dirigible at you like jesus christ man <laughs> yeah by the way they give a fucking wand to uh fat boy dan F- uh fogler and like all i can think of isn't that like kind of like giving a sawzall to a toddler but it's oh it's a faked one or something like that so they're just like oh it's a sawzall that's not plugged in like you know something's gonna go wrong we're gonna give you a uh, fake one so you can go on our secret mission to tell the politician not to let him run for president (laughs) man sure would hate to see a fucking dragon or something jeez i'm dying for a quidditch scene at this point jesus yeah wait a second wait wasn't didn't uh dan fatboy didn't he get like the what's the name of the the spell where you forget everything yeah yeah, yeah it didn't he, work. Got, he got but one of those previously yeah, it didn't work. Work. he's yeah. just back with yeah. all his friends and they so they're just yeah. using him again just yeah basically oh, don't worry because it only got rid of the bad memories but he has nothing but good memories because she's been writing the same stories for 20 years but can't write herself out of a fucking hole in the wall like she, I how do you she write like all right uh, magic in this fucking movie. uh there's magic yeah. rain he forgets everything all right next script Just uh, kidding, LOL, he's back. So here's a question for you, Parker. Uh Uh-huh. Is Harry Potter better remembered if she went the George R.R. Martin route and just never finished it? A million percent. If it stops at Half-Blood Prince, it's like, oh man, what could have been? Yeah, but uh, I think that was so popular, though, that like people would try to finish those novels. Yeah, almost like the most popular TV show in human history. Uh, well, yeah, it was right. until yeah, been, <laughs> like, yeah. It's been said a million times. It's insane that we went through like two years of COVID and not a single person I know was like, "Yeah, we watched Game of Thrones." People were yeah, telling me, like, "Yeah, you? you know, I'm watching yeah. Cheers from the beginning." Not a single person I know watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> the show does not exist. Exactly. Yeah, that's that is a show I'm never going to watch because uh, I just have no well, patience for things that don't... I I think that why like, me and my big mouth. I, w- well, when you start in like six to eight years, I think you're actually really going to enjoy it. So I don't know. You want know, production value for everything. Everything no, I've no. heard about it sounds like something I wouldn't enjoy. But go ahead. You love production value, and that show is beautiful. Like, and rape. You love... That is also true. I forgot about that. <laughs> what else do I love, Parker? What was that? Season hasn't started yet. <laughs> you can't hurt me yet. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, well. Hopefully you also have your memory erased, but then magically get it back the next movie because you're a <laughs> fucking hack. I, I, well, uh... But this movie you know, been... Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. no. I'm just going to make fun of J.K. Rowling. You're fine. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. On the subject of J.K. Rowling, uh, everyone makes fun of her for... Actually, I wouldn't say people make fun of her. People rightly criticize her for her takes on uh, transsexuals. She uh, She's also been... I don't know if people are actually criticizing her for her writing in this, perhaps as much as they ought to be, because I think the writing is where it all falls apart. It's not just the dialogue, which I think is very, very poor... But the whole structure of the thing, it feels like the scaffolding of this movie is very unsafe for people to walk on. It is... I don't understand what this movie is, still. It's so meandering. Like, this is like the dead spot, like the middle hundred pages of one of the last Harry Potter books. You're like, okay, get to it. Oh, now, but you need the horcruxes. Okay, great, got it. What's in the pensieve? Can't wait. Like, it's the fucking middle chapters. You're like... 
Okay, they split up in the woods for some reason. Hopefully they find each other again soon and we can get to fucking Hogwarts. But it's, it's the entire movie and there's nothing else. It is almost two and a half hours of an election where Grindelwald gets elected because of the magic goat. And they go, oh, actually that goat's dead. And they're like, ah, that goat is dead. The goat has a twin. Ah, the goat says you're the bad guy. And he goes, ah, foiled. You got me. And then he leaves and the credits roll. It's yeah. staggering <laughs> that's, that's, how yeah. fucking shitty it is. That's the entire movie. I, to do this movie, you know, not, not you know, as, as Chris, you know, hates about movies that aren't Joker. Like, not to get political here. But to do the <laughs> let's do the election over movie. Like, it, like, your thing is like, oh, well, this is clearly illegitimate. Let's just do it a second time and now it will be fair. Like... I understand you're British and you live under a rock, but like, holy fuck, lady, what are we doing? I, that was that was very funny to me because it, it felt like no, we have to uphold the sanctity of the office of supreme mugwump. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't write it down because I heard it. And I was blacked <laughs> out. You wrote the song, the uh, the fucking Korean like webcam thing where it's just people eating. <laughs> Hell yeah! Good job, me. Yeah. <laughs> that seems like something I would do. <laughs> That was better than I was uh, expecting. I'm, I'm very proud. Oh yeah, we get to see Aberforth, uh, Dumbledore's brother. Uh, does anyone give a shit? Show of hands? Nothing? Nothing uh, I was trying so. to figure out why he was in a relationship with Ezra Miller for like an hour, and then I realized it was his dad. And I was like, yeah. oh, well that's weird. Yeah, well. I mean, who sends Ezra mirror Miller. messages to each other? I really thought Ezra Miller was going to be one of the most important parts of this movie. And he's, like I said, he's barely in this. And when he comes in at the very end. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they bring him in at the very end and be like, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you real, doing here? Real Yamcha esque performance from Ezra Miller here. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the way he I shows up too. in the middle of the movie, gets his ass kicked, comes back at the end, is like, "Hey, I'm on the good guys team. I'm gonna help you," and then does yeah. nothing, and then they win. Like, by the way, what the fuck was the name of that thing that Dumbledore has on his wrist? That was like at the at the beginning of the movie. It's like trying to escape. It's like squeezing his wrist real tight. Oh my God. I'm looking at that like, what the fuck is that thing? And then it comes back at the very end, and it it just stops or falls off or something. Like that's that. just awakening me in a way of like, I don't think I care about Harry Potter, but when you say this, it's like. This entire, the whole thing that we've heard about since, like, the original books is like, yeah, this dude was the baddest motherfucker on the planet, but they couldn't hurt of each other. They couldn't hurt each other. They could not attack each other or they both died because of this strong spell they used. And oh, then right. it gets to the end of the movie and he just deflects a blast and it breaks the charm. And he's like, huh, I wonder why that happened. And then that's all you get. It's. I guess I should have thought of that You before. fucking wrote it, lady. You made this up. Jesus Christ! I, I guess I forgot about that, which is weird. I've read all seven books multiple times. Uh, I saw the oh, movies once. Right. I don't like those movies. Uh, and I I watched Fantastic Beasts one and Fantastic Beasts two. I should have known what's going on in this movie, but I didn't. And I think the the biggest reason is because I didn't care. I wasn't I wasn't you? compelled to care either. One of the worst scenes of this is. Uh, when Eddie, sorry, Nuke Scamander is doing that stupid crab walk thing with all those other little crabs in there, why is that in this movie? Where, where are we putting it there? Why are you wasting my time? This this movie is two hours and 22 minutes. Can you imagine so seeing this long. in a theater? No, I mean, literally, because it made no money. Oh, yeah. I was <laughs> going to try, and then I was like, eh, yeah, well, yeah. you know. 
Yeah, it's not even like interesting person. bad. It's just bad. Like, there's yeah. a reason we're just trashing this and like not saying yeah. much constructive other than how hot Jude Law is. It's very hot. You know, how, how can you not? Like, yeah, we give him credit. He's very hot. I, I understand if like your target audience is like wine moms that want to ogle Jude Law. Like, this movie would do amazing. Like, this would be fucking gangbusters for them. But like, yeah. there are other people in the world, so uh, nobody had fun here. Mm-hmm. Like, if this was the Fantastic Beast was a fucking Netflix series. This is a filler episode. Where you're like, well, I guess I'll watch one more because nothing fucking happened and then I'll go to bed. But they spent $200 million on it and put it in theaters. And then killed... <laughs> they tanked their own franchise. Like, every step of it you watch and you can't help but think like, lady, you created this. This is all your creation. You didn't have to write yourself into this corner. You didn't have to do any of this. You didn't have to have a movie centered around a fucking election. Bro... When they do the re-election and the fucking, <laughs> the twin goes up and bows at Dumbledore, which fucking vomit. Like, oh, he's the one yeah. to pure apart. We set he's up three times movie. that fucking Kowalski is like this gentle giant pure of heart. He's like playing with the little thing. And then he's like, nah, it's actually Dumbledore was a great one. Fuck you. And then Dumbledore's like, no, no, not me. I'm not ready. There's someone else. And you're like, oh, that'd be a fun thing. Like, what if it's just this fucking New York Baker was like the president of Wizards? And then it just goes and chooses someone you've never seen before who doesn't have a speaking line. It's like, <laughs> thank you. Oh you, my god, what I was, are you I was doing, about to ask, <laughs> dude? I was about to ask, like, wait, who is that? I don't know who that is. <laughs> is that McGonagall? Like, it's like, oh, of course, we finally have the new Mugwump. Like, who? has she been on screen this entire movie? Who is this woman? I'm going to be honest, Supreme Bugwub does sound like one of the levels of Ku Klux Klan member, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I think you've got it, you're close, but I think it's like what the leaders of the Ku Klux Klan would call Obama. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real Clayton Bigsby ass name, dude. <laughs> right, it definitely is. Supreme Mug, can you imagine like writing that down on a piece of paper and being just like, yeah, uh, it's it's fun. Yeah, that fucking. I, I was gonna hey, say. Hey, take, no take this seriously, guys. Take this seriously. I was gonna yeah, <laughs> say Supreme Buckwump with some dignity. Damn it! I, I was gonna say when they give the other person the the status of Supreme Buckwump, boy, that's still no fun to say out loud. Uh, I I was gonna say like, I genuinely did not know who the fuck that was. <laughs> I was like, the Supreme Wizard Hitler is foiled by bureaucracy and then just teleports out of the movie and then it ends. Thanks. Is this, what is, what would you call this? How would we compare that to our own election? Is that like sending fake electors to the to Congress? <laughs> it would be like if in two thousand the Supreme Court was like, "We're just going to vote a second time," but also this guy's bad. <laughs> uh, Mr. President, Mr. Trump, sir, uh, we have <laughs> your tax returns, and they're like, "Oh my God, he's evil!" And then they revote, and then Hillary wins, and then we all. Oh win. no. The- the same it's guy who so hacked Yodabot hacked Parker. <laughs> no, but it, it's so not like if Hillary won. It's if if it's if the uh, the magical electoral college fairy flew up to her and she's like, "No, actually, there's somebody more worthy." And then they made like George Pataki president, <laughs> Marianne Williamson. <laughs> How the people plump the supreme mugwump. <laughs> you can't tell me that. You can't just have the allegory of Hitler rising to power, but in the magic world, and then call it, oh, yes. Oh, my God, Grindelwald's been elected the supreme mugwump. Here comes the wizard holocaust. (laughs) 
Hey, remember in the second movie, like, he shows all of his people, like, a vision of, like, nuclear war, and that's why they have to kill How all could the I forget? And then this movie, he's just like, hey, I'm in charge. Like, no, you're right. He's like, foiled again, gadget, and then the movie's over. <laughs> hey, do you like the part where the little thing chooses him because he's the most pure of heart? And then literally 10 seconds later he goes wow guys thanks for this honor the war on muggles begins today we're gonna fucking kill them all and they're like alright cool this guy seems pretty legit sorry supreme muck wump I'm only uh, I'm only a lesser Morkor so I can't really do anything <laughs> well, I am supreme jag officer <laughs> oh last one to the wizarding conference is a penis bump which is an actual level in the <laughs> Like, this movie's insane because it's so written for babies, but also has, like, four or five graphic deaths that are unsettling for yeah, children. Like, yeah. So, like, what are we doing? Who's this for? Like, that like, scorpion okay. murders the shit out of those people. Mm-hmm. Also, he fucking guts that baby goat, like, five minutes into the movie. Like, yeah, he slits that... Oh, I, I'm very happy I watched this alone. She would have been if, furious because she already I'm, hates Harry oh, Potter. Yeah. If yeah. I'm there with a nine-year-old, I'm leaving. Like, yeah, I'm like, fucking you're, like, you're ruined my day. Yeah. You've yeah. ruined my day off with my kid that I only get to see twice a month because I'm autistic. <laughs> because I watch Oh, we get to go Potter see the new movies. wizard movie. Oh, boy, it's Dumbledore. It, it just slits its throat <laughs> with a magic knife. You're like, all right, well, I guess I'll just fucking leave. Can I get my money well, back? Like, Thanks, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, don't worry. They use necromancy, too. They just revive That's... a fucking dead guy, too. All right, buddy. Let's go put this into the uh, the cruising world a cabinet. That'll make you feel better, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and you're going to forget all about that little goat. You're not going to tell mom about that at all. Nope. How was no. the movie? What movie? <laughs> Just like driving with one hand on the steering wheel texting. Do not ask. <laughs> Didn't see it. <laughs> Do not bring it up. We're okay. We're both fine. Don't worry about it. I'm not mad. Just, I've never been mad. All right, all right. Dude, whatever. This movie has one fantastic beast and it gets its throat cut five minutes into the movie. <laughs> what are we doing? We're dancing with the little crab things, man. Don't you? Just, oh, so how this come was, my son uh, isn't doing the, the silly little crab dance from the trailer? This was actually a more uh, where to find them movie. So, uh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Gotta, it's fine. Yeah. Where to find them? Oh, all over uh, the government, yeah. buddy. Those are the real beasts up there. <laughs> Yo, let me tell you. He can't be stopped. <laughs> Do you think she wrote half of the script when it looked like Boris Johnson might win? She's <laughs> like this goddamn anti-Semite pedophile. You're like, okay, lady, it's fine. All right, <laughs> it's, it's be okay. yeah. Well, well, what a absolute piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for suggesting this, Alex. All right. Anyway, hey, next yeah, week is next week is uh, Homecoming, baby. Let's go to the Lost World. <laughs> Jurassic World. The Speaking of blue. movies, we're all gonna hate before we start watching them. You know that's that's the thing is I keep trying to. Everyone is asking me. You know, like uh, Chris, why do you watch these movies if if you hate them so much? I'm like, I don't go into a movie expecting it to be. I don't even want a movie to be bad, but I make exceptions. And uh, Jurassic World Three is going to be one of them. I uh, oh, yeah, it's like, I'm ready. It's like, I, I don't have like eye black. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be good, but I don't go into a movie going, man, I can't wait to waste my day off. <laughs> I would like it to be good. I would and like yet, to have here a good we are time. watching this. Yeah. I would love to have a good time and not spend $30 on popcorn and drinks and ruin three hours of my fucking Sunday. 
Oh my god, but, Parker. I looked it up. You were right. It's two hours and 26 minutes. God damn it. I hate being right. And that's the tea, sis.